Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace la Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Welcome everybody to Embrace the Musica this week. Julie or Gigi, it's so fun to have you on the podcast today. We really only met just a year ago, actually at a new parents dinner at the International School here in Guadalajara. And it was so lovely talking to both you and your husband as we soon realized we had some things in common with our connection to South America and our love for travel. Gigi, you are such a positive force in this community abroad, and you always have a smile on your face as you are asking people by name how they are doing and what they're up to. So with all that being said, I'd love to get to know more of your story today and hear about your journey abroad. So first of all, can you just tell us a little bit about where you grew up, your family, and what first brought you abroad? Thank you, Dominique, for having me over. I really am super excited to be talking to you today. Um, it's my honor to be here, and um, I listen to your podcast, to the women that you interview, and I cheer for them when I do, and also for you for asking amazing questions. And so it truly is my honor. Uh, to be here today. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> and to answer your question, I'm Filipino by birth and heritage, and I immigrated to Canada when I was 26 years old. Love brought me there. <laughs> um, our family, we're Canadians. We have two teens running the household, but I joke, but it's not, it's, it's a, it's a um, co-negotiation. <laughs> And um, and the other question was, yes, we have two teens, and they inspire me at the worst of times and at the best of times. Well said. <laughs> uh, what first brought you abroad? Oh, yes. My husband's work brought, me, brought us abroad. He's a diplomat, and so we, this is, we are in Guadalajara right now, so this is our third post. Okay, and where were you before? Before this, we were in Seattle for four years, so not as exotic, but equally as exciting. And before that, we were in Caracas in Venezuela, beautiful country. We were there for only two years. Okay, so how has it been with a family and raising your teenage daughters living abroad? And also with that question, what kind of advice would you give to other families who are also moving every few years? For sure, for sure. Um, I'll tackle the, the second part of that um, with the advice or insight. I'd like to call it insight that I'd like to share for other families moving every couple of years. Well, what I found is that family is even more important as a microcosm because it's what's consistent and dependable for the kids. 
And um, most of all, it's super important to have an open channel for communication with the kids so that you can talk about great things that's going on, but also they have a channel to talk to you about things that they find challenging or are not quite perfect. And um, yeah, the, the need to be perfect as a mom or expecting it from our kids, that has gone out the window a long time ago for us. <laughs> <laughs> And perfection is not the ideal truly, but connection and bonding is. And the second thing for my insight is community. Uh, I really am a big believer for community. I do have that drive to search out my tribe immediately and to see how, to see how we can con contribute as uh, good citizens, <laughs> so to speak. But, but more than that, to, to just truly connect. And um, so when I say community, more community for the kids, but also for, for the mom or the trailing spouse, which is what we diplomatic spouses call ourselves sometimes, because um, we, we follow our husband's um, place of work. And it's super important to find community for me as a mom and as a wife and as a woman, definitely because I also believe that <laughs> A happy mom is um, has a happy happy family for sure. Yeah, and I was just gonna say no. I was gonna say you kind of already touched on it, but that's something I noticed about you right away, Gigi, when we met. Is that you really do seem to find your tribe or get to know people as soon as you move to a new place, <laughs> and I admire that so much. Oh, thank you for saying that. I received that in my heart. Truly though, I'll have to say that being here in Mexico, for example, here in Guadalajara, it's so easy to because the people, including you in our community, is just so ready and open and ready to be part of the community. So it truly, truly was, was easy and pleasurable and I feel so lucky to be here and among you. <laughs> well, we're lucky to have you. and. From the little I know, um, I understand that over the years, you've had quite a few changes in your career or maybe your passions as you pursue different entrepreneurial efforts or small businesses. Can you tell us about your love for sharing good products and opportunities with others? Oh, thank you for that question. Thank you. It really makes me feel like, um, validated and you have that gift um dominique for validated for like saying basically that i see you i really appreciate that about you um at the core of it all is wanting to reach my full potential i was raised by an educator mom she's been a teacher forever since i can remember and she was she retired only recently at my request <laughs> so she always said reach your full potential, reach your full potential, potential, and I think it just seeped into my being, and I really do, it sounds so corny, but it, it's real, I really do my part to leave the world better than when I came into it, mm -hmm. and as a mom and a family support, that was like my first season of my adult life is as a mom and a wife and the support and anchor of my family moving around the world and working 
outside the home in the spaces in between. But now that my kids are more self-sufficient, I feel that it's time. I feel that the season is right. I recently found three streams that are the pillars of my work here, my mission mm -hmm. in life. <laughs> And one is a functional medicine health coaching. I'm re I'm currently currently undergoing the training to become a functional medicine health coach. Functional medicine is amazing to me. It fascinates me because it's a root cause and systems based approach of health. And instead of mitigating um, diseases, it's looking at creating health so it's a different kind of perspective and um i i was very excited to have the opportunity to enter the health field at the junction point of health coaching and in my studies right now i'm i'm learning the coaching part first and then we'll learn the functional medicine part later but just the coaching alone it's practically teaching me life skills and life lessons that I'm in, I'm applying to my to me as a, as a woman and as a mom also and as a wife and it's it's already amazing um, yeah as part of life skills applying it the second uh, pillar that I uh, I have recently recently um, committed to discovered and committed to is regenerative agriculture. Regenerative meaning to say looking back at how nature is supposed to work instead of instead of putting tons of um, uh, interventions from the human side, we look at what does the soil do? Is it it's not dead, it's it's the soil is alive and it supports the life of plants and then it supports the life of um, of animals, and then it also comes into play with our uh, food supply chain. So it's a way for me as a consumer. I don't have my farm yet. <laughs> That's the goal. But as a consumer, I I think about um, where does my food come from, and how was this beef or this fish? How was this beef raised, or how was this fish harvested? or how is this plant raised and in what kind of soil. So the regenerative agriculture is really, really um, basic, I think, in terms of responsible citizenship. And most especially, I recently watched a documentary called Kiss the Ground, and it, it's, it's available on Netflix for free, and it's amazing. The first part of it, tells us, it shows us how dire our circumstances are in terms of human survival. The Yeah, the UN says that we only have 60 harvests left. That's not enough for my kid's lifetime. So when I heard that, I'm like, holy smokes, what can I do? But then the last half of that documentary is so amazing because it gives us the good news of what we can do and actually make a dent in it and not just a dent but and not just to sustain but in fact to regenerate and quite fast um, which includes carbon capture of the soil and regenerative regeneration of um, 
uh, decertified lands and just amazing things. Uh, I won't do it justice describing it here, but please do watch um, Kiss the Ground on Netflix. It's a beautiful um, documentary. It just came out less than a month ago, I believe. And um, uh, my husband and I watched it with our teens and my daughter, one of my daughters actually said, wow, that's the first time I see something that offered a real feel good, but real solution to a problem that is very dire and real that my generation is going to have to face. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, it's you no, know, just listening to your passion first talking about this is so exciting, but also inspirational to think about like how can we as you said leave the earth better than how we found it and we know as parents our kids are totally gonna have to deal with this like the mess that i mean the mess we're leaving at this point but i i just find it so hopeful listening to you talk and then also seeing that clear connection between your first two pillars or your mission of Kind of what you're doing and what you're pursuing right now. Thank you. Um, you gave me goosebumps when you said that because it's so true, and I'm still having chills. It's it's so true. And um, in my functional medicine health coaching group of alumni and students, one of my colleagues I found who is also super interested and super passionate about regenerative agriculture when she she saw this um, intersection between between functional medicine, health coaching, and regenerative agriculture, we teamed up. And so we are helping gather together a few of our fellow functional medicine health coaches to, to work within regenerative agriculture also. And it's so exciting, Dominique, about a hundred people raised their hands. And so this is just- Amazing. It is amazing. It's tr super amazing. But the most amazing thing for me is that it's not my work or my colleagues' work. It's all together and collaborative. And one of the one of the thought leaders in regenerative agriculture and functional medicine that we listened to is uh, Dr. Zach Bush. And he says that actually, or maybe it was Ria Archuleta, sorry, I think it was somebody else, um, another visionary who said that um, nature actually, when you look at it, yes, there's competition in nature, but if you look at the big picture, nature is more collaborative. And so the way I approach my my life now and functional medicine health coaching in regenerative agriculture, I look for the opportunities for collaboration because that's so inspiring to me. It doesn't mean that I carry the burden of saving the world on my shoulders. It means sure. we're all there together. So it's super, super amazing. <laughs> and I thought of a question as we were talking. So when you're looking at regenerative agriculture, how are you finding um, that to be, or that sustainable sort of living as well here in Mexico? Are you being super careful about what products you buy or what produce you buy, or how does it look in the day-to-day -day life? That's an amazing question. Thank you for asking that because I always, um, I, I live in the conceptual world, but since being a mom, I've always brought it down to how can I apply this in my real life in the day-to-day -day, um, scenario? And uh, funny you ask that because two days ago, I went to Costco 
and I started shopping and I thought, hmm, maybe I should take photos of what I shop at Costco and why and put it together into a small article for a resource for my Mexican friends and community so they can see my thought process and if it helps or if it starts a conversation and we we have questions and we can have answers that's that a, sounds yeah. actually like a great like blog post or social media post that I would love to read because I think I think a lot of us know or have this idea that we could be better consumers and mm -hmm. better um, just caretakers of the world we live in. But at the same time, I think you nailed it on the head when you said we need those tangible resources mm. or practical steps to make it happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the exciting thing about coaching. The way I'm learning it now is that coaching really is specializing in behavioral change. And it doesn't mean like um, quitting sugar, cold turkey, all of a sudden. No, the, the way we are as human beings is that we have like step-by-step, -step, little incremental steps towards a bigger goal. And, and it's full of grace. And I love that. It really resonates with me. And it's informed also the way I have parented my kids. I hope they agree. Um, instead of telling them what they should do or not do, um, I, I have been able a little bit from, from my new learnings to solicit their, their um, uh, cooperation into co-creating their new behaviors, which is really interesting to see for me. <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. And yeah, also to see like the fruit of all your work over the years, <laughs> like it's working. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I you mentioned two pillars. What's the third pillar? Oh yes, the third pillar is equally exciting. And all these three pillars in my life that I've committed to and I've found is so exciting because all three of them are aligned and they work synergistically with each other as the first two showed. And the third one is entrepreneurship as a force for good. And I'm a big believer of supporting businesses and being part of businesses that are, that are their very DNA are created for social impact. I'm not talking about, um, uh, a company, for example, that that uh, exists and all of a sudden they're like, oh, social impact is the in thing right now. Let's see what charity to give to. That's good. That's that's a there. There's a place for for that because we need to support charities and nonprofit organizations and and other groups that are doing good. But what I'm talking about here is businesses that actually came into existence for the very reason of social impact. And there are amazing companies out there um, who, who do that. And, um, and uh, so when I say social impact, it means it's good for the people for real and good for the planet for real. And how do we know that it's for real good for the people and planet? Uh, one of the things I found is through transparency. And that's becoming a buzzword now, I think, in the business world is transparency mm -hmm. and in our relationships. And I'm a big believer in transparency because that's how that's how we can keep each other accountable and also um, and also to build trust and well earned trust, not blind trust or blind faith. <laughs>
so sorry go ahead no i was gonna say that i love all of that and i think you made some really important points about how i think i mean like you said transparency and just becoming more open-minded as well and mm -hmm. more aware of whether it's what we're putting on our skin whether in our bodies mm -hmm. and how we're yeah, taking care of ourselves those around us and the planet right right and it has to work too um the um a very important pillar of social impact businesses is that it should actually be beneficial to to and functional to people who buy that product or use that company to actually do the function that they 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 use it for right and so so striking that um juxtaposition of planet and functionality and people is is a big feat but with human intelligence human will and uh technology and also with um with know-how it's it's being done all over the place and at this time it is my honor to truly to have partnered with beauty counter uh b corp that puts human and planet safety to the forefront and it is also high performing top-notch product personal care and clean beauty products for um women and their families and and it, it was really exciting because just just in the last um not not last month but the three months before that sephora actually asked uh, beauty counter to be the very first company uh, to drive clean beauty in sephora stores that's never oh, wow. been done before yeah I, yeah i didn't know that that's amazing mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's super amazing. It was super exciting, and it was a uh, kind of like a pop-up in Sephora. So it's not an ongoing partnership, but Sephora asked Beauty Counter to be kind of like their first partnership to say, "Hey, Sephora is um, Sephora is moving towards or um, committed towards clean beauty, and we have asked the leader in clean beauty to be like our first." show opener so to speak so that's super exciting that's great <laughs> no and i i know you and i have talked about this before but yeah i definitely love beauty counter products and i just love knowing that what i'm putting on my skin is actually helpful and not gonna <laughs> you know hurt me in the long run because i think as you were kind of touching on, we live in a society that's so used to like quick fixes or just, you know, wants the most economical whatever product on the market, but not a lot of companies are actually looking at the impact that mm -hmm. products have had on our health. Absolutely. I completely agree with that, um, Dominique. The the most important thing why why beauty counter exists is because our founder greg renfrew um looked around and um well she she watched um an inconvenient truth way back in the days and she thought okay where can i make the, the most impact and at that time too she had a few friends um you'll you listen to her story uh it's available on youtube um, in some of the places she's spoken to, but some of her friends and dear people in her lives were dying and also, also um, 
with chronic disease and she said she thought what can i do the most and what's not being looked at right now that i can i can help in the most and when she looked around and did her research it was in beauty care products and she discovered that in the in the eu 14000 14000 chemicals are banned for personal care product use used in canada it's lagging a lot i'm canadian um, it's about 700 chemicals are banned for use for personal care but in the us if you can believe it it was 38 38 oh chemicals <laughs> yeah it's terrifying yeah but we're we're only seven years old and i think four years in existence in canada seven years in the u.s but in that seven years we advocate for legislation change beauty counter advocates for legislation change we go to we go to Washington DC and also to the parliament in Ottawa to change laws to call for to call for a better stand, safety standard for personal care products and within that 7 years about seven, about six, 68 just under 70 chemicals from 38 in the US it's now 68 or 70 so well that's great in 7 years yeah, <laughs> yeah. A long, still, yeah, a long way from 14,000. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, at least you're, we're seeing progress slowly yes. but surely, right? Yes, absolutely. And uh, Beauty Counter has a never list where it bans 15,000 um, chemicals. And um, if you just look at the top five, at least you're safe from even not, not going into all the other 14,500 uh, 95. <laughs> Just looking at the top five would be the formaldehyde, lead, phthalates, and parabens, and fragrance. Fragrance being a big one because that's where the industry, which is self-regulated and auto-regulated, <laughs> they hide everything under fragrance, even the ones that are labeled natural or organic. So, so I really needed, I really needed, um, something that I can use for myself and for my kids that I can trust and I have vetted myself. I've been looking for a product that A, works really well and B, that's really safe and I can vet it and it's beauty, beauty counter. So I'm, I'm really appreciative and it's truly my honor to serve as a partner of beauty counter. <laughs> I, I love that and I love their dedication to making an impact and a change. I know that um, as I've talked with others who also love Beauty Counter, there's actually, do you use the app or the website EWG? Um, Have you? I, 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 I don't only because I use Beauty Counter products so now. So you don't need to check your products. No, I don't. No, totally. <laughs> for um, anybody, I'm just thinking for anybody listening course. who's like never looked into this before, um, I'll post the link in the show notes, but it's ewg.org, mm -hmm. and it's scary. Like when you start putting in your household products, whether it's your sunscreen or you, like your bug spray or your foundation or any sort of body cream, like all these things that we think are so innocent and if it's mm -hmm. being sold, it's safe. But it's, it's terrifying when you look at what's actually in your products. And mm -hmm. so... On that note as well, I'll also include Gigi's com or 
I'll include Gigi's um, information in the show notes. If anybody wants to reach out to you and maybe ask questions about what are better alternatives to the things that we're using on ourselves and uh, and on our kids. Yeah, thank you so much. I would be happy to engage and and this is what I've learned in in my coaching practice but also just being in community with you all is conversations. We start with conversations and that's when we can we can learn from each other and then we can also we're in control of what what we accept, what we want to learn more about and what what we can set aside for now. So I'm really I'm really a big believer of conversations and I'm happy to I'm happy to have those conversations with everybody. I'm happy to speak but also to listen most of all. <laughs> and I run a free Facebook group for my Clean Beauty VIPs called Clean Beauty Wins. And you can just search it on Facebook group uh, you can just search it on the search feature on Facebook groups. And also for my general health and well-being community, I run a free Facebook group called Happy, Healthy, and Clean Beauty Community. So that will include all things about um, health and wellness tips, uh, drinking your water, behavioral, some behavioral change, community, and eventually I'd love to bring in some people from our community also who can help women and um, and moms and professionals because I, I believe that empowered women are happy women and where I come in is that it starts with health and community and that's where I come in. <laughs> I love that. I feel like we align in so many ways uh, like as we're looking at life and empowering and inspiring other women. Um, thinking about your life abroad and your story and your journey, where do you see yourself in five years? Like what would your dream life be? Mm -hmm. I know that because you mentioned <laughs> your, um, what was the term you used? A trailer spouse or what was it? Trailing. Oh, a trailing spouse. <laughs> a trailing spouse. And so I don't know how much say you actually have or your family has and where you go next. Mm -hmm. But with all of these passions that you've shared, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, the amazing thing is the blessing and the curse of our day. <laughs> and I'd like to look at the blessing part and optimize the blessing part is technology. And every single one of these things that I've mentioned before, functional medicine, health coaching, regenerative agriculture, entrepreneurship and beauty counter, they're all aligned. But I can all do them online also and then have kind of like a hybrid of wherever I am at that time I can have my online presence and I can also affect in real time on the ground my my local community so we are so blessed to have this technology to be able to do that and um, in five years I would love I would love to have at least one place to call home as my regenerative agriculture ranch or farm and I've contracted my 12 year old to to co-run a, 
a cafe or a restaurant right off the farm. <laughs> I love that. Oh, how fun. And every time, every time we eat at Emily's, our favorite French place here, a little, um, little cafe here in Guadalajara, every time we eat there, I'm like, what should we call our place? It should look a little bit like Amelie and <laughs> we can call it the ranch house and we'll serve, uh, you know, we'll serve eggs from the hens we, from the hens that we gather <laughs> that morning or something. It's, it's nice to dream. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. And I love that you're including your daughter. Oh yes. She wants that vision. Goats. Yeah. She's like, mom, maybe not kids. But goats, yeah. <laughs> and and also, I'd want to be. Um, I'd want at least one place, also uh, a regenerative farm or ranch, right next to my sister, who's currently living in California. We want to raise our families together. <laughs> and that's the hard part, right? Living abroad and mm -hmm. having this sort of nomadic life is that we often have families all over the world. Mm -hmm. It's hard it's to stay connected. But as you said, thanks to technology, we can we can stay connected to some degree. Um, mm -hmm. But kind of as we're wrapping this up today, Gigi, is there anything else that you'd like to tell listeners? I would say um, look for the opportunities to connect, be it, be it with with your family, your kids, your spouse, your friends, your sister, your mom, your um, community, and um, we all need we all need a support network around us. And as the world is smaller but also bigger, we're um, our support systems, our traditional support systems, may not necessarily look the same, and so. I think it's important to have that support system and it's in our power to create it. And there are a lot of people who are open to it and it's there and it's beautiful. And especially also for women getting together, one of our, um, one of our common friends, Terrell, for example, put together Women Helping Women here in Guadalajara, which you, Dominique, is so beautifully um, helming. Uh, the captain at the the captain at the helm. Um, it's it's really a beautiful thing to uh, connect with with women, and um, we are wired, I think, evolutionary, to look for a tribe and to be a contributing part of the tribe. Absolutely, I totally believe that we are built for community and we need each other and we are all stronger together. As I mentioned last week on the podcast, if you are looking for a community of like-minded women, passionate women going after their dreams, please be in touch. We have a great community opening up also for entrepreneurs living abroad who want to brainstorm with others and connect with others and really grow and walk towards their dreams. And I really believe that empowered women are happy women. And uh, it starts with health and community. I believe that and that's where I come in. And uh, please do join me and our community for Clean Beauty VIPs and a free Facebook group, Clean Beauty Wins. And also for general health and well-being. 
I have a free Facebook group also called Happy Healthy Clean Beauty Community. I would love to continue the conversation with you guys there. Thank you so much, Dominique. It's been such a pleasure. I love that, Julie. As I said, we have so much in common with this vision and this just desire to empower and inspire other women. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, your story, telling us about the three pillars of your entrepreneurial journey and just all the great things that you're up to. I will definitely put some information in the show notes so people can find you, get a hold of you if they would like to talk to you as well. But thank you. It's been so much fun having you on Embrace the Music. If you enjoyed today's episode and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you. Please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la musica.